0: Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for directing our path. And thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts and things that maybe people don't even want others to know. You'll be able to speak to them, reveal secrets, and help them to move forward in their life. And so we thank you, Lord, that you are the great helper. And so we appreciate all that you're about to do in Jesus' name. amen amen Amen. how many of you know god can help us right where we sit and nobody else will know you just smile something said and go wow that was good but how many of you know god knows what we need to hear when we need to hear it and uh, he is a good god amen so i'm looking forward to going up and being at the camp also I plan on going. I told Mark I'm going to sleep in Friday morning. He said, "Well, you're the speaker, so I said maybe we can all sleep in." And so, you uh, I said I'm going to be up late Thursday watching the the political debate thing. So you're doing Thursday night and Friday morning then. Just trying to figure out this schedule. I don't know why he had me come now, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I was going to say something else, I'm tempted, but I can't, you know, you can resist temptation while you're standing up here, you know, he, he warned me he's coming back up after, so, so anyway, open up your Bibles to Colossians, the first chapter, Colossians, the first chapter, How many of you know God wants people to be strong, even if it seems like sometimes you're not strong? You ever been there? Good, three people. But those of you who haven't ever been there, we'll explain something. You know, tests and trials come to everybody, don't they? And you know, and sometimes you do pretty good and you stand up underneath them when they come your way and you think, man, I did pretty good right there. And then if you ever not done so good? Okay, shouldn't have amen that loud, because then people know who it is. But we probably all could do that, right? And uh, But God wants to do something in our lives. And how many of you know God can make us stand and make us not, you know, succumb to things that try to come against us and pressure us? Because how many of you know, being a Christian, you get to face stuff? Okay. Okay, being a non-Christian, you face stuff. When you become a Christian, you don't face anything. So, a couple people will face things, and maybe before you leave tonight. And so, Colossians, the first chapter. You know, Paul was writing right here, and uh, actually I'm going to read from the verses before. And uh, I was going to start in the 10th verse. He said, um, in the first chapter, in the 7th verse, he said this, He said, As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. Notice verse 9. For this reason we also, we also, since the day we heard it about their faith in the Lord, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, now, right here he's talking about hearing about his someone's faith, their faith in the Lord, and he'd heard it from Epaphras, and they had talked, and he said, "Since we heard it, we also pray and if you read the fourth chapter, what Epaphras is mentioned again there. And I believe it is the pattern that Paul prayed after in the same line that Epaphras prayed. So turn there real quick. And there's a reason why I want to look at this real fast. Colossians, the fourth chapter. Sorry about that. Verse 12 says, Epaphras... Who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. In other words, he wanted them to stand in the will of God, in it, and I mean standing up in it, doing everything that God had called them to do. And so Epaphras was one who prayed fervently for these people once he found out about their faith in the Lord. And so if you read this, what did Paul say? For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, or their faith, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Notice it sounds like the same type of thing. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Then he makes this statement. Strengthened with... All might, according to his glorious power. For here's the purpose of this prayer. He wants them, both these guys are praying that they would stand complete in the will of God. They would know the will of God and they would stand up in the will of God. And God wants us to be strong, he wants us to overcome. And I'll tell you what, if you've caved in before, you don't have to cave in anymore. You know, you can pray these prayers for yourselves too. And the interesting thing about this prayer is, about standing in, in the will of God, notice he said, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, for, for, for all patience, and long-suffering with joy. In other words, so when pressure comes, and hard times come, you don't cave in. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, that person right there, they're real patient. But you know, really, if you define patience, it just means to be the same all the time. No matter what you're facing. Because isn't that true? When somebody's pressured and they don't, they don't blow up. They don't go off the handle. They don't tell you what they feel, because they might be feeling something. But they just stay the same. But do you know he said that the glorious power of God can strengthen every believer to be consistent in their walk? To be the same day after day, no matter what they face, and have joy while they face it. In other words, joy in their heart, no matter what they face, by the strength of God's power, His Spirit working in them so that you can be patient or literally persistent. Meaning, doing the same things over and over. In other words, isn't it true when we fail, we don't do the same thing over and over? We're doing something and then we stop doing it. And then we start doing it again. But how many of you know God inspired these prayers for these people because He cared for them And he caused these people, Paul and Epaphras, to be moved and to fervently pray that the Spirit of God would begin to do a work inside of them so they could know the will of God, so that they could please God in His will and be strengthened by the power of the Spirit on the inside. Because you know your battles are won from down on the inside. Meaning we find strength by the Spirit on the inside. And He can sustain us. And so we can pray. I mean, obviously there's things that we can do from the Bible standpoint, other things that we'll look at. But one thing we sure can do, you know, when we find that either we know somebody who's going through a tough time and we see them struggling in the will of God, the best thing to do is go tell four people, I can't believe they're messing up. I think we ought to pray for them. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. But how many of you know, haven't you ever been around somebody and you could tell they were going through something? Somebody said, that's me. Well, if you recognize somebody else is going through something, you can pray this type of prayer that God would strengthen them. I'll tell you what, he can get past their intellect when lies are trying to bombard their mind and trying to make them go a different way, and he can get past that. And He can illuminate them and strengthen them from within. And give them strength so that they can bear up when anything comes their way. How many of you know God wants us to be the same yesterday, today, and forever? Let me say that again. God wants us to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Didn't the Bible say that we are all called to be conformed to the image of Christ? And if there was one thing Jesus had, it was a consistent lifestyle. What a witness to your relatives. What a witness to your kids that you've been working on. And maybe you've come into the kingdom and you've tried to go into all the world or into your house and shove it down their throat. And it just doesn't seem to work. But how many of you know you can live a consistent life and your kids will go, Mommy's got something? And do you know God can strengthen you and give you such inward fortitude that the next time a problem comes, you can be like Jesus in the back of the boat, sound asleep, resting, being consistent. You know, this is one thing that the world needs, but I'll tell you what, it's nice for us to have it too. Isn't it true? I mean, to be consistent and not to be up and be down. You guys with me? But He said His Spirit can do a work inside of you if we'll ask. And He'll strengthen us to be persistent or to be patient or to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over with long-suffering over again. Okay, I, I thought I was doing better than that. But, uh, but it's the truth. He can make us that way. You ever read your Bible? Yeah. We believe in the Bible. Look at this in Romans, the 14th chapter. And the fourth verse says this. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or he falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able. God is able to make him stand. So think about this. I remember hearing a story about a guy who was a minister and saw a guy go into a bar one time. And he thought, wow. And the Lord corrected him and he said, listen. And he had actually, I believe, didn't even go in there to drink, but went in there and came out. He said, you know, who are you to judge my servant? And he basically told him this scripture, I'm going to make him stand. I'll tell you what, I believe God wants to do something tonight in some people. To give them such inward fortitude and inward strength to stand up against anything that would come your way. I mean anything that would come your way. That I don't care what it is, big or small, whatever has been at you. I don't care what you have not seen. God can make you so strong, it won't matter what comes against you. Because how many of you know that the greater one who's in you is bigger than all those things? And when he rose, raised up Jesus from the dead, he raised you up over all those things too. I mean, I'll tell you what—I like the way Ephesians the second chapter and the first verse reads when it, you know, talks about how we were quickened. But if you notice, part of that's italicized. You ever read, read that? <laughs> Ephesians the first chapter. But he's able to make us stand. And I'll tell you what, His Spirit's on the inside of us when we get born again. He's capable of doing something very big in your life. You know what's real good is to imagine what He can do in your life too. You know, it's good to expand your imagination about how big God can move and what He can do. And how swift He can move with strength in your life. Ephesians, the first chapter. This is a prayer that Paul was praying and he had prayed this for them and he prayed it continually and one of the things that he wanted to see them to see was this great power in verse 19 in the first chapter. And what is the exceeding greatness of this power toward us who believe? That power is toward you. God's power was directed toward you when God raised Jesus from the dead. And Paul prayed that that power, that exceeding power, would strengthen the saints to walk out God's will. But notice this. What is that exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead? Now this is the subject right here. When He raised Christ from the dead. When he raised Christ from the dead. This is the subject. When he raised Christ from the dead. Think about that when we read on. When he raised Christ from the dead. When he raised Christ from the dead. said, you sound like a broken record. No, but we're going to get this in your head, so when we read through this, you're going to go, When he raised Christ from the dead. Notice this, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Notice, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his Body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Now notice verse 1, same subject. And you... Notice He made alive is italicized. And that's important because I believe it gives more strength. So if you take that out, what's it saying? And when He raised Christ from the dead... And didn't He raise them up above all things? And then it said, and you. He raised Christ from the dead, and He raised you. He raised Christ from the dead, and He raised you. He raised Christ above all things, and He raised you. He did make you alive, but He also raised you up. And notice, who were dead? He raised up. He raised us up with Him. He made us alive who were dead in trespasses, in, and sins. He gave life unto us. And I'll tell you what, we have the life of God in us, and I'm of this opinion more than we even know. Like beyond what we understand. Years ago, I had an experience. I was sitting on a couch and praying with some people, and it was like I came behind myself. And I remembered seeing and recognizing that I had more power in me that would solve any problem I would ever face. And I grasped it for a minute, but I know I don't walk in it today yet. But I recognized for a moment that there is more inside of me and more inside of you than maybe we know. Yep. by Beyond what we could even measure beyond what you could measure is on the inside of you when you're in Christ. You know, I believe that's why Paul in 2 Corinthians 5:17 he said, "Therefore, turn there real quick. 2 Corinthians the 5th chapter. There is more power on the inside of us and God's power can strengthen us and he'll do it on the inside of us to walk in his will." But I believe in 2 Corinthians 5 why Paul said this was He wanted us to grasp something. He wanted us to grasp what God did on the inside of us. Notice this. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter. He said this. And we'll look in the 15th verse. It says, well, we'll read verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us For we judge this, or thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Notice this. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh or according to the outward. We no longer are to regard people from the outward. Notice this. According to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him, thus no longer. Now notice verse 17. Here's how we're to recognize believers now and people. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. So that's an inward thing. That's an inward change with an inward life. And he said, I don't want you to recognize anybody anymore from their outward. Because inward people are new. And I am convinced where the Bible said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, there is a truth there that we have not grasped yet. But the problem is we don't need to regard ourselves after the flesh and see who we are after the flesh. And we don't need to recognize ourselves for who we are and whose family tree we came from. You know, because some people just fell off the tree and all they were was a nut. Or some kind of fruit that fell from that tree. And I'll tell you what, that doesn't matter. We need to know who we are, not after the flesh or who we are outward, but the life that we have inside and the power that dwells in us and the strength and the might of the Spirit of God working in us. And I'll tell you what, He wants us to pray that it would be enhanced in us. Didn't He say strengthened by the Spirit? In other words, He can do something to you inward so that we can be more consistent in our lives. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how far we think we've gone, we can always move forward and get stronger in God and live more in the life of God and experience more of the power of God and become more consistent in our lifestyles. That's important. Man, I'll tell you what, that's so important to be a light in this dark world. And I'll tell you what—that is one way we will be a light, not from shining the light in their eyes, but being a light. That's the truth, you know. I'm a Christian. You know Jesus? And they're like, dude. You know, I worked in secular work for a long time, and uh, we had a a. Uh, a Mormon guy there, a Jehovah's Witness, and me. And then we had this other guy who called himself, he said, I'm not really a Christian, but I'm, I'm not really a sinner. He said, you know, I'm, I'm more of an Episcopagan. So we, have, we, we had all kinds. You know, he was not so much a church person and not so much a pagan. He was kind of in between. And so, but we had this one guy when I left after all these years, and I would witness to people at different times and lead them to the Lord, but this one guy, I mean, after seven years, I didn't really get to witness to him very much, and we worked side by side and didn't didn't really talk to him, didn't have a real strong leading, but I didn't realize all those years he had been watching me. And right when he got to leave, and these Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses would try and tell him, but he said, listen, I've been watching you, and he named me by name, you know, the other guys by name, and he said, I've been watching you all these years, and he said, if I ever go to church, he said, I'll go to the type of church you go to, because I've recognized those guys don't have anything, wow. Thank you, but here's the deal, I'm just like you, you know, Pastor Mark and I were talking today, before the, before the service, and you know, we were talking about you know, being aware that this anointing upon us is to do something for you and for people. This isn't, you know, this is a function to get up and preach under the anointing and have gifts of the Spirit and a move of the Spirit and have God do something. And God will move through all of us because we all have an anointing to do stuff. But but we all have to live. And that doesn't mean I lived, you know, just like perfect, you know, every day I just walked up and said, Hi. <laughs> Jesus loves you, and they slap me on the face, and I just turn and go, slap this side, please. (laughs) No, I'd be like you, too. If they slap me, I'd be like, okay, but praise the Lord. (laughs) You know, because people think, you know, if you're a minister up here, you don't have any feelings. You should have seen how Pastor Mark treated this guy in the intersection that cut him off (laughs) before church. No, that was the one at, at leaving the airport, right? That was that lady he cut off. I was trying to, I don't remember. No, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. He, he didn't. The second one he did, the first one he didn't. No, but how many of you know we all have to do the same things and live the same way and we face the same things, so we need the same spirit to do the same work in all of us. And God wants to do it in us. And He wants to do a work in us that will make us so strong on the inside. Now, we can pray for strength, but I'll tell you what, there is one thing about feeding on the Word, too, that will bring you strength. You know, we know the verse of Scripture in Matthew 4, 4 that says, you know, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'll tell you what, one thing I found that's so awesome about reading the Word of God is this, you get to recognize and get to learn about the Spirit through the Word. The Spirit that strengthens you and gives you might as you begin to feed on the Word of God, He is the Spirit who inspired the Word to be written. And He's the same Spirit that teaches the Word. And so when you read the Word, He witnesses on the inside. And I'll tell you what, it's good to become Spirit-conscious We don't want to know anybody after the flesh anymore. We don't want to know about our past failures and past defeats. How many of you know God can give such strength to help us to stand? He wants to. He can do it through His Word, and He will, and He'll do it by His Spirit. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. You're already right there. The third chapter. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, Paul's talking here by the Spirit, talking about this ministry of the Spirit, and talking about how the Spirit can transform a life. But the interesting thing is, he's talking about a transformed life by the work of the Spirit through his word. Notice this. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians 3 7. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of His countenance, which glory was passing away. How will this ministry, or the ministry of the Spirit, not be more glorious? How many of you... I've read the story about Moses going up onto the mountain, coming down and just glowing and the life of God radiating out of him. And I'll tell you what, this life that we have in us is bigger than that. You know, that's why I say we need to pray so we see what we really have. I think in the past we've had groups of people or individuals periodically have seen stuff, but I believe our greatest day of the church, and I am not the type of person who preaches, well, revival's going to come someday. I believe God's working right now, capable and able and moves in strength and power right now, ready to demonstrate himself. But how many of you know where we've seen the demonstration is not where we're going to see it? That's the truth. And I believe as we learn to yield and begin to keep yielding to Him and learning of the ways of the Spirit, we'll walk deeper and deeper. But notice this. Verse 8. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this regard or respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face, So that the children of Israel could not steadily or look steadily at the end of what was passing away. So he's telling this story about how Moses came down with this power. And God intended for this power to affect the children of Israel. That's been God's plan. To bring change about in their life. But do you know, they said, we don't mind hearing the commandments, but we sure don't want the glory with it. So they said, put a veil over your face and tell us this, and that's why the words became dead. There's no life in them. They said, we'll take the, the command without the life. But notice what he said. Unlike Moses, verse 13 who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. In other words, what blocked that glory is gone. But even... To this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, Just as by the Spirit of God. I'll tell you what, there's one way when we read the Word of God, I'll tell you, God can transform our lives and make us become a different person. But I'll tell you what, it's so important that we pray one for another. And bear one another's burdens, so to speak. Load. Meaning, you pray for them on your own. We should be a group of people that pray for one another in the church. We should be the ones who are moved by God without being moved by a telephone call. Yes. Yes. Let me say that again. We should be the people of God who are moved by God without a telephone call. Right. Yes. Meaning when somebody calls and say, Man, you know, we're praying for so-and-so. We've already been moved and we've already prayed. Yes. Because God wants to do that. You know, it's interesting to me over the years now, talking to different people in the ministry, I've had people say to me, you know, I've been thinking about so-and-so. And they never think about him. I said, well, do you pray for them when you think about them? Well, no. I said, well, you need to. And you'll notice God will take hold with you. I mean, and you'll start recognizing when your mind gets illuminated, sometimes it's come from within. And maybe you never thought of that person for months, and all of a sudden you're thinking, I think about it. And don't come up to them later and go, I was thinking about you the other day, <laughs> if you didn't pray. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody the other day, this thing, we met for dinner, and uh, I had just called this person, they're a minister up in another state, and uh, this person, I know I'm not going to tell them who it is, but... They said, you know, I've been thinking about so-and-so lately. I said, did you pray for them? Well, no, I think I was just going to call them. I said, you sure? And she said, after we got done talking, she said she knew she had missed it and started to pray. Do you know the person she was thinking about had just gotten in a, in a motorcycle accident? Didn't even know. But do you know God wanted to preserve that person and help that person and cause them to stand up and not be harmed? But do you know when people are struggling in tests and trials, and I'll tell you what, God's dealt with me about different people at different times, and you just know I need to pray for them. Well, that's one way I pray. God strengthen them with might, and then I pray in the Spirit. Because I'll tell you what, God wants us to stand up in these last days. Amen. I mean, He wants us to stand and shine bright. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, because it is the past. Yes. You need to get past condemnation And past guilt, because I'll tell you what, that will affect you mentally in a bad way. You need to not think bad about yourself anymore. And you need to start saying, God, you strengthen me. Where I've maybe caved in in the past, you give me strength in that area. You strengthen me by your spirit. And I believe this, God wants to do that tonight. Maybe most everybody here is perfect, but there might be one person here who's going... (laughs) I would like to be have a little more inward strength by the Spirit of God. Amen. I would. And I challenge you to pray. Pray for people. Pray for new people. When you see new people come in, make it a habit to pray for them. You don't have to go up to them and say, Brother, I've been praying for you. <laughs> Just pray for them. But maybe sometime you'll be It'll seem like the right thing just to go up and say, hey, I've been praying for you. Do you know what that can do for people? I knew somebody not long ago who had a burden to pray for somebody. And they were going through a tremendous test and trial, as a matter of fact, to the point of wanting to commit suicide. And this person started thinking about this person. I said, have you prayed for him? They said, no. I said, you probably ought to. And they said, you know, when I got home and started praying, God took hold with me. And you say, what do you mean God takes hold with you? Meaning he gives you utterance. He helps you to speak. He helps you to bring forth something, to pray something out on the behalf of somebody else. You know, in the Old Testament, when a, a prophet would prophesy, it talked about the burden of the Lord. You know, and we use that term in the New Testament. And one thing burden means back then is utterance. And we can get utterance by God to pray for somebody else to help them to stand strong. And this person had been, you know, getting to their wits' end. And they had really considered taking and driving their vehicle and ending it. And this person started praying and started praying. And man, God started taking hold with her to pray for this person. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's one thing that's so awesome when you get. God to move upon you, and he wants to use everybody when we're available. I mean, all we have to do is be available, because I'll tell you what, he may prompt you to pray for somebody, but if he can't get you, he's going to find somebody because he cares about that person, and he'd like to privilege you to pray, because there's a privilege. I mean, I don't know any other way to explain it, but God takes hold, and it's kind of like if you've ever been to the airport, I don't know what those moving walkways are. And you know how you walk normal, but then you get to that and you take off? And you have assistance walking. And I'll tell you what, it's fun when God takes hold with you to pray for somebody else, because he gives you assistance in walking. Praying. Meaning, you know, have you ever walked down those things, and all of a sudden you take off and you start gaining ground. And you know, I'm going somewhere. Now don't get all the big head like it's you. That thing's helping you. Look at where I'm, woo! look where I'm going. Man, man, something's happening here. I'll tell you what, we need to be open because God wants to work in people's lives. And he wants to work through us to help them. And I'll tell you, when you yield to that and he takes hold with you, it's like that. You walk in normal, but then he takes hold and you start gaining ground. Anyway, this lady... Called this person and said, you know, you've been on my heart. She hadn't talked to this guy in years and years and years. Not because she, didn't, she just didn't really know him. Was married into the family. Said, I've had a burden and it seems like you're facing something. And it was so supernatural to him. He made some adjustments in his life. And right now he's doing really, really well. But I'll tell you what, God strengthened that man to walk the walk and to do something inside of him and to use somebody just like you. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, we, I, I love reading about the exploits God has done in other people's lives. But I'd sure rather tell you one about my own life. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he can do that same thing in your life and it is supernatural and he wants to do it. And if you've been having thoughts about somebody... Now, not like I don't like them, but like, you know, <laughs> they keep coming up. Pray for them. But let me say this. Begin to pray for the church, too. Pray for the believers because you're just at the beginning of something God wants to do here. It doesn't matter how long you've been here. You're just at the beginning. Let me say that again. You're just at the beginning. So it's good to get some good things going right now. So that those people come and they catch that spirit. You know, because you can catch stuff like that. You know, they come. These people, they know God. They have contact with God. These people pray. They know something about God. And that spirit can get a hold of them when they come in here and they pick up the same thing. Because I believe you can be multifaceted instead of just one-dimensional as a church. And this is how you do it. These are different things that we can do. And God wants to do that because I'll tell you where He wants you to go, maybe you haven't seen yet. Meaning, as a church. But I'll tell you what, He wants to help people and He wants to take you somewhere. Let's do this right now. Let's bow our heads for a minute. Father, thank you for your spirit. And thank you, we can be transformed and be changed in our lives. Doesn't matter what we've been facing. Like the song said, doesn't matter about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. Thank you, Lord, you're able to make us stand. And so, Father, I thank you for stirring us up. Like the old time people talked about how a spirit of prayer would come upon a place. Thank You, Lord, that Your Spirit moves upon us to pray for people. We open ourselves to You. We yield ourselves to You. Use us, Lord, individually.